Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope they got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Curry, waiting, shooting right over the top of him, and it barely moved the net. Edwards couldn't believe he was going to take that shot. And Curry says, yeah, I'm number 30. I can make that. It's 34-29 Warriors. Yeah, good start for the Warriors. And it would all add up to a 14-point lead, though, in the fourth quarter. And that's where things completely flipped for Golden State in this one. Up 96-82 to with about 11 minutes to go in the game. And then a 21-6 run for the Timberwolves to take the lead, basically back and forth from that point. And the Warriors wind up falling in overtime to the Timberwolves, 119-114. to We welcome you inside. Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you till about 9 o'clock, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text. And as we've done so many different times throughout the course of this season, uh, tonight is a night for you, the, the Warrior fan, to vent about yet another fourth quarter collapse. And let's be honest. It's on the stars. Like it, We can quibble about some of the deficiencies about this team and, and a lack of depth in certain areas or, or a lack of size uh, in certain iterations. But the bottom line for the Warriors in this game is the fact that you know, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole – didn't do enough with a 14-point lead down the stretch, and the Warriors basically gave the game away with defensive miscues and and horrific turnovers and really shots that might as well have been turnovers because the Warriors just got three happy. Looked like a tired team, although being a tired team is not an excuse when you had a day off yesterday and when you know that you're going to probably have a, a developmental game tomorrow where the championship core players are going to, to be able to rest. And, and I don't think tonight had anything to do with the Warriors 
not bringing the full effort or not being locked in. Tonight was flat out just about execution and a failure to be good enough down the stretch in this game, even though you look up and the Warriors have seven players in double figures, even though you look up and the Warriors get to the free throw line 34 times and knock down 27 of them when they're the 30th team out of a 30-team league in terms of getting to the free throw line. Uh, The Warriors did cool after a hot start from three-point range, rare night where the opposition beats them from three, and in the final five, six minutes of regulation and the five-minute overtime period, the Warriors really just casting off from three. Uh, Look at the overtime numbers, two of eight. They took five threes out of the eight shots, and they had three turnovers in the overtime after turnovers were a big problem for the Warriors at the beginning of this game. Uh, they were able to to slow the turnovers down and, and really, even though the game was back and forth, be able to be somewhat in control leading to the run that put them up 14 with about uh, 11 minutes to go. So too many of these games over the course of the season, it it feels like it's about the seventh or the eighth time we've been on here on Warriors Wrap-Up talking about the Warriors taking an L in this fashion to varying degrees of opponent. Some nights it's been the Boston Celtics who have done this, a team that is a defending Eastern Conference champion and, and one that has given the Warriors fits over the years and and played them to a six-game NBA Finals. And and some nights it's been the Orlando Magic or the Charlotte Hornets, two of the the bottom feeders in the Eastern Conference of of the NBA. And it frankly hasn't mattered. The Warriors just have, have had too many of these games where it seems like they're in control and we're used to them doing just enough to close the game out as they did in Oklahoma City the other night. But the Warriors unable to do it on a second consecutive game, and so the three-game winning streak is stopped, and the Warriors again unable to get to the three-game over 500 mark. Third opportunity to get to three games over 500, which have been would have been a new high watermark for this team on the season. They were 13 and 11, and then lost two in a row to go right back to 500, and then the injuries came. They were 20 and 18, and then lost three in a row to dip at the midway point. That was the five-game home winning streak and the eight-game homestand, followed by the three-game losing streak. So they were 20-21 and 21 at the midway point. And then the Warriors worked themselves with this latest stretch all the way back up to two over 500 again at 26-24. and 24, And they take the loss tonight, uh, unable to get to, to plus three. And this is another one of those games, unfortunately, for the Warriors where this loss leads to them being in a developmental mode type game tomorrow where they're probably going to rest their stars in Denver on the second of a back-to-back. And I think the Warriors, you you could tell tonight, and I think that's what makes it all the more perplexing, all the more frustrating in, in looking at this game from the Warriors' standpoint is the fact that they did go for this one. They did go all in. They they had the look from very early on and the purpose and we're playing hard to the point where you, you could tell almost that it was it was understood, if not outright said, that this is a game you want to get knowing that tomorrow is probably going to be a game that's going to be a lot more difficult to get. And so the Warriors, and we'll see how it plays out. They did the last time they were in one of these situations, blowing a lead in Boston, came back in a game where they rested the Stars and won at Cleveland. So you can never completely rule a game like that out. Uh, but that's been the only time the Warriors have won 
in that extremely shorthanded developmental game mode. So unfortunately, this loss projects into being two losses. And then when you look at the NBA standings, you're feeling good about where the Warriors are at coming into tonight because their three-game winning streak could put them right back in fifth in the Western Conference and on the heels of fourth and and looking at Sacramento potentially in third as somebody that that they could chase down. But now you look up at the end of the night and, and the Warriors wind up being ninth in the conference with some other teams jockeying around and, and being able to win. And now you look at potentially another loss tomorrow night and, and the uphill climb continues for Golden State as they just cannot separate. They cannot separate. And the biggest reason why they've been unable to separate is the inability to close games down the stretch with leads on the road. And they just flat out haven't been good enough to win these games on the road. Uh, And, you know, at some point, I think you do have to start to, to ask the question, are the Warriors going to start winning these games in the playoffs down the stretch that they keep losing over and over in the regular season? I think it's fair to ask the question now that we're at February 1st and we're basically at the 51-game mark now with, with 31 games to go. Are, is there a point where you start to think maybe this team is getting a little bit older, maybe this team is a little bit tireder, that maybe this team can't make the shots in the key moments at the consistent level that they used to to offset some of their other mistakes when it comes to you know turnovers or, or, or lack of execution. They've always been so good at, at making the big shot and making the big defensive stop that I think sometimes some of the deficiencies in, in some of those areas have been basically covered up. Uh, you know, at times, and the Warriors have always won enough for the most part with this group to where you're not really overly concerned on a night here or a night there where they're unable to to get the job done. But but you look at at just so many games over the course of of this season that they've let slip away. Charlotte back on October the 29th. Uh, you, you look at, at at that one. They lose in overtime, 120 to 113. Miami was a back-and-forth game on the road they lost. Orlando was a game where they blew a a third-quarter lead and ended up losing by a point. I mean, that's three just on the first lengthy Eastern trip of the season. And then there's so many others just recently when when you look at it, uh, whether it's a a game in Dallas on November the 29th. You look at a, a game against Boston a couple of weeks ago, the game against Brooklyn when they're up 12 with about five minutes to go. And, and they can't win that game in their most recent defeat. And the Warriors really could be in a position where if a couple of these go their way, they're already looking at the third spot in, in the conference and, and now unable to, to do it. Uh, and so they're going to have to take the lump tonight and they're going to have to take their lump potentially tomorrow. Although, again, I'm, I'm not going to just rule that one as an automatic because you can't really do that. The Warriors proved otherwise at least once the last time they were in this position. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up, a 95-7 the game. Timberwolves won 19, Warriors won 14, and uh, the Warriors now dip back to 26-25. and 25. Minnesota improves to 28-26. and 26. Let's get to uh, Armand in San Jose getting us tipped off here tonight on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up, Armand? Hey, what's going on, J.D.? 
Uh, you know, What's up, this man? is so frustrating. It reminds me too much of the play-in year. Um, I, I got to be honest, J.D., and I mentioned this last time I was on here. Um, you know, I hear all this stuff about trades. Unless you get in a Kevin Durant, what player is fixing this? As you stated, look at the lead. The starters are blowing. These are the starters. You can't blame this on the youngsters who don't even play. Like, I have a big issue with people not calling out the fact that Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond, and the rest cannot close out games. And Steph, the wide open mid-range to win it, at least force Minnesota have to take a two to tie it, couldn't make it. We had so many opportunities of careless turnovers, these stupid unforced turnovers that we make in critical situations. Uh, some of the shots that we were taking, it's just, the thing that is really disappointing about this season is that you've got some guys who look like they still have it in them to do more, but they're just not, and you can't figure out why. But it's also the fact that the teams that they're doing it to are more bothersome to me. You're not doing this really just like against the Milwaukee's or so. Like, the Phoenix game was telling to me. Uh, New Jersey, I mean New Jersey. Uh, Brooklyn without Kevin Durant. And you had an 18-point lead at that game at home. Like, there are things that this team is doing that I just don't understand how anybody in their right mind who claims to know basketball can see that somehow trading James Wiseman for Yaka Pirtle is going to fix this. Thanks for the call, Armand. No, I, I don't think that kind of trade is going to do it. I, I do think, and Bob Myers was on with Steiny and Guru earlier today, he talked about wanting to increase the margin for error. Uh, and, and that's what they're looking at as far as you know, maybe doing something at the trade deadline. I do think you look at a night like tonight, and and fatigue was clearly a factor. I know we're going to play Steve Kerr's press conference. It, 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 he kind of downplayed the fatigue component, but fatigue was clearly a factor down the stretch. It's, it's not an excuse, but I think that's what happens when you feel like you can only play eight or nine players and you're riding your starters. Once the game goes into overtime, it, it gets beyond the normal minutes that, that those guys are regularly playing. But this team is not as deep as the other teams have, have been uh, over the, the years. It's not as deep as last year's team. And so when you can only play eight and a half, nine, you know, sometimes ten, but really during this last stretch as the Warriors have hunkered down, it's been basically eight. And so I think when you look at a trade, it, it really, to me, comes down to is there one more playable wing player that gives the Warriors a little bit more margin for error to where that guy can get put right into the rotation and, and you know you can trust him along with the other players that, that you have started to develop trust in down the stretch. But again, tonight's not about any of that other than the fatigue factor to where if you have a more expanded rotation over the last handful of games and you're able to win – then maybe these guys are not quite as tired down the stretch and they can hit a, another shot or two or make another play defensively down the stretch in the game to to allow uh, yourself to win it. Uh, so I think that's more what the Warriors are looking at as far as just having the additional margin for error and all of that. 888-957-9570. Looking at the juxtaposition as far as the three-point shooting. First half, Warriors were 9 of 18. I mentioned that they cooled. Second half, Two for 17 on threes. Uh, you include the overtime in that, and we talked about what the Warriors were uh, in the overtime overall. Uh, 0 of 5 from 3 in the overtime, so it was even worse 
in the overtime, and you look at Steph and Clay. And, uh, I'm sorry, you look at Poole and Clay and Wiggins, four of 16 from three for the game. Clay Thompson, brilliant January. February starts off with a clunker for Clay Thompson, three of 13, two of seven from three, 14 points. He played 40 minutes. And in case there was any doubt as to what the Warriors were going to do tomorrow in Denver, just look at Clay 40, Steph 42. Draymond 39, Wiggins 35. I don't think any of those guys are playing tomorrow night in Denver, and so it goes for the Warriors as they dip back to one over, and there's a great shot, although not a foregone conclusion, that they're going to wind up being back to 500 again and having to start to climb back up when they get home on Saturday to take on the Dallas Mavericks. All right, 888-957-9570. Let's go to Tim in North Carolina next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Tim? JD, what's up, man? I love you, man. I really do. But the first, the caller, man, I couldn't agree more with everything he said. JD, you letting him off the hook, man. This guy plays eight, nine people because he trusts absolutely no one. No one. The all, these guys, they, they get tired. They get reckless with the ball. I've never seen high-level players make the turnovers that they make in crunch time. We have players that can get to the rim. He gives them 14 minutes a game and nothing more, nothing less. He trusts no one. So we're going to bring somebody from the outside, this mystery wing, that if they're not the right kind of Steve Kerr player, they get no run. We got a seven-footer. Yes, I know Wiseman is whatever he is, but when this team is doing nothing but jacking three after three after three, and they have no ability to get to the rim, the one player sits on the bench when you need it probably the most in Kaminga. The other player, maybe it, Steve Kerr admits that the kid Wiseman could get you 20 points right now. He already admits, yeah, he can go average 20 right now. Put him out there when you need to get a bucket, J.D., Okay, we know he's not the defensive player. Put him out there. We need to get a bucket, man. He plays 9 to 10 because he trusts no one. And what do you got to lose at this point, J.D.? You, J.D., you said three or four games. We are in the double figures of games that they have blown. Double. I don't even keep track anymore, Jay. But it's been all the starters who blow them. And look how they blow them, Jay. Number one. Jordan Poole is so weak, he cannot control the ball. He almost loses the ball at every crunch time situation. And the way they just miss jumper after jumper, and the other teams take it right to their necks, right to their necks, to the rack. And we have no one that can do it consistently. And the one who can, again, like I said, he gets his eight minutes first half, his seven minutes second half, and he doesn't come back in the game. And he'll get you a quick 10 points, and, well, and we act like it just didn't happen. I mean, Jake, no, and you, no, and th- thanks for the call. Look, when it comes down to who you trust, Kaminga wasn't good tonight, okay? And Wiseman is, is not good enough to be a rotation player. You're not going to throw Wiseman into a game down the stretch when you've had a 14-point lead because Steph Curry starts turning the ball over. Like, it, it just doesn't work that way. It, it, it really doesn't. And, and the reality is a lot of these young players are not playing because they're not good enough. Now, that's a completely different conversation as to why they're not and who's to blame for that. And, and we can get into that if you want. But the, the blame, if you want to put the blame on the Stars, I'm fine with that. I put the blame on the Stars tonight because the Stars are the guys who played the bulk of the minutes when they know they're going to get tomorrow off and they know that they need this game. Like I, I, but I also don't think that it's a lack of effort tonight. I just think this is push coming to shove a little bit 
with the Warriors getting a little bit older and having to work a lot harder to earn some of the wins that they've earned to this point. And when you turn to the depth beyond about three off the bench, let's be honest, Poole, DiVincenzo, and Kaminga are the only three trusted. And Kaminga was brutal at the beginning of the fourth quarter defensively. He didn't play well tonight. It happens. Uh, but that doesn't mean that he you, you don't go to Kaminga because Clay Thompson has taken bad threes in the final four minutes of a game. Like that again, that that's just not how it works. Like at some point you trust your superstar Hall of Fame players to bring you home. And if they can't get it done, then you as a team just aren't good enough. Now you can look at win the game at other times throughout the course of the game, win the game in, in other stretches, but at that point you got to be, you know, maybe you're a little bit deeper in other stretches of the game, but the truth is they don't have enough good players. And and, and, and I'm not blaming Steve Kerr for not trusting James Moody or James Wiseman or, or anybody else, Patrick Baldwin Jr. at, at this point. Like, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just not. Because when those players have been on the floor, they haven't been good enough. So you, you ride your, your heavy-duty artillery to try and get a win, talking about future Hall of Famers, and if they can't get it done, then tonight's a perfect example of you just have to look in the mirror and, and, and acknowledge the fact that Steph wasn't good enough tonight and had four turnovers and was in foul trouble and looked so tired that he wanted to just shoot jumpers and, instead of attacking the basket. That's what you do when you're fatigued. You take jumpers. It's the easy shot. It's the easy way out. And, and the Warriors did a lot of that. And we've seen a lot of times this season the Warriors make shots in those situations. And it's been the reason why they've won the games that they've won. Tonight, it didn't happen. And the Timberwolves are a, a one thing they are. I don't think they're the highest IQ team, but they are, at least the guys that were playing tonight, have a little edge to them. They like to attack and they like to get to the basket. And, I mean, you know, look at a guy like Nas Reed who gets an opportunity to start, goes for 24-13 and 13 in for Rudy Gobert. I mean, when have we ever seen Rudy Gobert you know, put his imprint on a game against the Warriors the way Nas Reed did tonight? I mean, we, we haven't. It probably worked out to the Timberwolves' advantage that Gobert wasn't playing in that, in that game tonight because Nas Reed brings a little something in his game that that is tough for an aging Warriors team to deal with. But if you're going to offset some of the youth that some of these other teams have in energy and athleticism, you got to do it with players that are capable of, of getting on the court. Like, I, I can't do the whole, you know, tell me Steph and Clay and Draymond don't do enough in Wiggins, but Kaminga would have on a night like tonight where he got ripped out of the game because he was terrible defensively the first three, four minutes of the fourth quarter, and Steve Kerr pulled him out because it was starting to be a run. I mean, Steph Curry was on the court at the beginning of the fourth quarter because of the foul trouble in the third, out of his normal rotation. Warriors are up 14. You're thinking, hey, they, if they can put this thing up to 17 or 18 with about six minutes to go, they're probably, they probably got it in the bag. That should work in the Warriors' favor tonight. And then it doesn't happen because they, they can't make a shot. They turn the basketball over. They, they start fouling and, and just you know give up some offensive rebounds. And then it winds up in a back-and-forth game down the stretch. And when it winds up in a back-and-forth game down the stretch, for whatever reason on the road, the Warriors just have not been able to execute at a high enough level to win enough of these games. That, that is the story of this year's team, which is very much, I agree with Tim in North Carolina on this point, it's very much similar to the team two years ago.
that was the eight seed and, and ultimately lost to Memphis in the play-in tournament and, and didn't make the playoffs. I think this team's better than that team, but it's on them to go out and prove it. And every time it looks like they're about to go prove it, there's a game like tonight that gets in the way, and then typically that game has turned into two or three other losses along with it. Look at tomorrow in Denver, potentially, and then they have to restart that climb again. And every time you start to restart the climb, if you're the Warriors, it's that much harder to because it's that much later in the season and there's that much more attrition on the body. And, you know, these guys aren't getting any younger. That's that's just the reality uh, of the situation on nights where, where they don't come through. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Brew, uh, 888-957-9570. Robin in San Francisco next. What's going on, Robin? Hey, nothing too much, JD. Uh, I guess sometimes you and I, uh, we think so much alike and you steal my thunder here. Uh, I just want to point out, you know, how many of our callers always like to point to pool, but they, they, they floss over curry. It's some of the things that I just don't understand. Well, you know, it, it, you know, I'm not getting down on them, but in terms of, you know, it's hard being an athlete, so I like to respect that fact. But when you just throw the ball away in a crucial, pivotal time, you know, unimposed error, I mean, that's like, that's a mental thing. They, they, it seems like, and then Draymond traveling because Curry was cutting. Why don't you just stick to doing something very basic instead of all this backdoor stuff? Sometimes, so, so what I noticed about the starters is that they seemed that they're, they weren't focused. Um, they didn't seem cohesive. I don't, you know, I'm not a rock, uh, you know, I don't have a crystal ball to say where that comes from. Also, the fatigue factor, maybe age, but I just want to say this whether it's fair or not, it's just my honest opinion. You know, Curry uh, was tired, and I think, you know, Curry feels the responsibility to carry this team and put put it on his back sometimes. Everybody got on Jordan Poole in that game where he got ejected because he didn't pass the ball. Sure, he should have passed the ball, but Curry clapping like that kind of reminded me of KD clapping with Draymond. It's like he could, I think he could sometimes do a little bit better himself. You know what I mean? You don't have to carry the weight because I know it's his competitive nature, but I mean, I think his, I think something's got to change there too. I could be wrong. I hope I make sense. Bye, sweetie. 
No, appreciate it, Robin. No, you're you're making a lot of sense. I, I mean, I, I think Curry's been a little more demonstrative and frustrated than we've seen him be in the past because he knows in his mind how close this team is to being fine, really, in in the standings. I mean, and I, you know, Tim, I, I think, you know, we're, we're closer to agreeing, going back to Tim in North Carolina's call from a couple of callers ago, you know, it's more like eight to ten games. Now, you don't win them all, like, but but the Warriors would, would tell you they've lost more than their fair share of these games because of their inability to, to execute down the stretch. But if you if you put four wins out of, let's say, eight or ten games that the Warriors have let get away, now, hell, don't even win half of them, but you win three or four of them, you're looking at 30 and two. I mean, you'd already be the three seed. And at that point, yeah, it'd be a little disappointing that this team maybe didn't have a little bit better record, but everybody would say they're fine. You know, they're, they're, they're figuring it out, championship hangover, whatever. But when you lose as many as they've lost, and it's just been a ton, then it really, it, it, it sets you up to be in this position in this glut of mediocrity. And, and at some point I do think it's, it's fair to ask, are the Warriors going to start winning these games in the playoffs, in the clutch situations when they haven't, you know, won them and they lose them over and over and over in the regular season. And a couple of texters even said, JD, well, what if they don't make the playoffs? And, and yeah, that's very much on the table right now because they just can't separate and five goes to, to nine when you lose tonight. You go from fifth to ninth in the West, and you're probably going to lose tomorrow. We'll see how that shakes out. And you might end up even worse at, at that point in time, you know, at the end of the night tomorrow. And and then, you know, let's say you get another injury that, that leads to a one and four type of a stretch, and then, then, you're, in, then you're in big, big trouble uh, at that point. And, and it's right there in front of the Warriors to avoid it. And, and I think they see that. Again, it, you know, tonight is not effort. You know, tonight is you're playing another team that's basically got the same record as you do, and they're building. You already beat them once. They're a little bit shorthanded. Actually, you're more than a little bit shorthanded when you look at Gobert being out and, and Towns being out. They're a lot shorthanded. And you get them down 14 early in the fourth quarter, and you can't close the deal. I mean, that's, that's beyond tough. There's there's no doubt about it. All right, 888-957-9570. We'll get to some text messages on the Xfinity Mobile text line coming up here in just a second. But let's go ahead and hear a couple of minutes. It was short and sweet from Steve Kerr at Target Center in Minneapolis following another close Warriors defeat. Uh, Well, I thought, you know, we had control of the game and then um, I thought we just kind of gift wrapped it and, and not to take anything away from Minnesota. I thought they were great. You know, they took advantage of our mistakes and our lack of execution and, you know, D'Lo got hot and, you know, uh, guys made big shots, uh, but we missed box outs. Um, We threw the ball away. We took really difficult shots. Um, So everything we had done to that point uh, to have control of the game, uh, we stopped doing so. Uh, we got what we deserved. I mean, there's been a lot of yeah, a lot of third common thread. You, I mean, why execution? I mean, I know it's just a catchphrase or whatever you want to call it, but it's the truth. You have to execute. These are the best players in the world, even with with their guys out. If you want to hand a team a few possessions, then we got guys who are going to take advantage. D'Lo hits like three threes after we throw the ball away a few times, and the whole game changes. So if you want to win, especially on the road, you, you have to execute. And 
you know, we've probably lost, I don't know, five, six games like this on the road this year, um, just because of a lack of execution. We're not good enough to win without executing. We might've been a few years ago. Uh, we're not good enough now to win without executing in the fourth quarter on the road. So we're trying to correct that. We're trying to work on that and um, we got to do better. How do you address that? Is it show film and you and you practice, and that's that's all you can do. We we will continue to try to address it and um, try to get better. You went with the eight-game rotation in the second half. You know, the game went overtime, and um, Steph and Clay got to forty-two and forty minutes. So you take the overtime away, and they're right in their normal range. Um, we had yesterday off, so I didn't think fatigue was a factor. I thought just mentally we were not sharp and we uh, we gave a bunch of possessions away both as i mentioned throwing the ball to them and and not boxing out um you know not um corralling rebounds um and then just taking really tough shots those were a lot of those were just shot turnovers you know just couldn't couldn't get buckets when we were when we needed them i have no idea i have no idea all right so steve kerr short and sweet from minneapolis there uh, here on Warriors wrap up on 957 the game 888-957-9570-888-957-9570 and yeah there's been too many of these no doubt as the Warriors 14 point lead 96 to 82 with 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter and it winds up in overtime and the Warriors lose 119 to 114 and you look at at this game tonight and and again down the stretch uh, once it becomes a close game after the Warriors lost the lead, uh, just just too many turnovers, too too many turnovers. Uh, how about the, the the miscommunication between Steph and and Draymond? I think it was where Steph just throws the ball out of bounds at, at midcourt as the Warriors are, are bringing the ball up. The the travel by Draymond Green uh, just just brutal uh, in 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 the overtime session, and you just it just a lot of really bad, quick heat check kind of bailout shots for the Warriors in in this one after the Timberwolves went on the the 7-0 run there uh, after the Warriors got the lead up to to 96 to 82. And, yeah, it was D'Angelo Russell taking advantage, and the turnover problems were back in. Curry picked up his fifth foul, which I think really made him more attackable. I thought Jordan Poole had a couple of, of good defensive plays in that fourth quarter, but but I think Curry was out of whack somewhat by fatigue. And again, not an excuse, but just part of the deal. And and also the, the fifth foul uh, on the Xfinity Mobile text line, weird rotation to start the fourth. It felt like chasing a win, and it backfired. Curry was gassed by the middle of the fourth. And I, I think what happened there was the fact that, that Steph was subbed uh, early because of the foul trouble and picking up his fourth foul in the third quarter. So he comes back in the fourth quarter because he didn't play the, the whole third quarter. And you're thinking at that point with the 14-point lead that you're going to at least maintain it with Steph on the floor to where it's double digits, and you can get him a little bit of a mid-quarter rest, even if it's only like two minutes. But it bit the Warriors because before you could even start thinking about Steph being able to sit down for that rest to make sure he's fresh for the final four or five minutes, the Timberwolves are on you and and back in the game. And so at that point, once they're on a run and it's now a, a five, you know, four or five point game, 
from being a 14-point game in the moment in which you would be giving Steph Curry his rest, you can't do it at that point. You can't give him the rest. And so he ends up playing the entire fourth quarter, and then the game goes into overtime, which, of course, he's got to play the overtime session. And at that point, you you find yourself, you know, the whole thing kind of snowballs on you. And and whereas if you're able to maintain that lead, maybe you take him out, you sub him, you get him a little bit of a, of a breather, and you come back in and he's fresh for the final couple of minutes. I, I think that definitely was, was part of the deal, and it was – it was one of those deals where the Warriors being able to build the lead up to 14 there early in the fourth quarter, it kind of bit them because the, the rotation was out of whack, and Steve Kerr was trying to use the fact that the rotation was out of whack, but the Warriors had the lead to their advantage, uh, and then it, it just threw everything off down the stretch. Andrew Wiggins not out there. Uh, it, it In a lot of the lineups, there was a point where they were going offense-defense, I think because of Curry's foul trouble with the, the five fouls, and so Wiggins was out there for defense, and then Curry would come back in for offense, and, and Looney was out there uh, through stretches, although not uh, in the overtime once things got rolling, and then you just didn't see Kaminga again uh, after Kaminga played so poorly at, at the beginning of the fourth quarter. That doesn't mean Kaminga's not going to play or be in the rotation in the future, but you know, not every player has the same set of uh, not every player can you can't you can't as a young player play really bad the first 3 4 minutes of the fourth quarter and then think that you're going to get another opportunity to close the game on that night and and we've seen Steve Kirk close the game with Kaminga and I think Kaminga is one of the the handful of players that can be out there for the Warriors in stretches but tonight was not going to be the night because he didn't earn it tonight he didn't play well uh in in the game tonight and you know, I'm going to credit Tim Kawakami of, of The Athletic here because I just happened to see one of his tweets pop up, and I'm going to use this as the example for the player, or for the fans that are, are talking about wanting more of the young players and, and more of the depth. Moses Moody's got a negative 8.9 net rating, so he's, a, he's an 8.9 in the minus. Wiseman's a 25.3 net rating in the minus. Baldwin is a minus 26.5, and the only Warrior, I'm quoting from Tim's tweet, that's worse is Ryan Rollins at a minus 39. And so when you're chasing wins in a season where you feel like you're getting extra opportunities to be in a position that in another season you'd never have a shot to sniff at, we'd already be talking about 8-seed, 10-seed, play-in tournament, We'd already be talking about that in most years, but because the Western Conference is so mediocre and so bad, the Warriors can be a game over 500 and basically a, a game and a half to two games out of fourth. And so the Warriors, because of that, are doubling and tripling down now that they're healthy again with their main guys to try and go extra in this little stretch before the All-Star break to stockpile some wins to where maybe they can be in, in that four spot by the break. The, the way things have been going. And so, you know, that's not the time to be tinkering around and, and saying, yeah, you know, the worst players in terms of net rating on your roster need to be getting time because Steph Curry, you know, shoots poorly down the stretch in a game or because Clay Thompson has his first bad game in about five weeks or at least his worst game in about five weeks after the sensational January. Uh, it just, it, it, it doesn't work that way. You can't have it both ways. You know, does this team want to develop the young players or do they want to try to be a three seed, even if it only takes 44, 45 wins to be a three seed this year? Because I think that's the point where if the Warriors can get to that stretch, 
then maybe they can make a run. Although the way that they've run out of gas in a lot of these games down the stretch over the first three and a half months of the season would, would lead me to at least question whether or not this team still has as much in the tank as they used to in these situations come playoff time. Although nobody's going to doubt the champion's blood component to, to what's going on with this with this Warriors team. All right, 888-957-9570. <clears throat> Excuse me there, John Dickinson on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game as the Timberwolves beat the Warriors 119-114. to uh, Warriors dip now to 26 and 25. Timberwolves up to 28 and 26. And uh, you heard Steve Kerr asked by Anthony Slater about tomorrow night, uh, about two minutes into the Steve Kerr press conference. And, and Steve Kerr basically, I don't know, we're calling it a night uh, on the press conference at that, at that point in time. But uh, I think as far as tomorrow goes, tomorrow is tomorrow is one of those games where I would expect all of the regulars to be out and the young players to be in to start and play a lot of minutes against Denver. We saw the Warriors do that. Uh, 5-1-0 on the Xfinity Mobile text line, and I think this is spot on. Very disappointing. Live by the three, die by the three, uh, and tonight was another die by the three night for the Warriors. They've they've lived by the three a lot. There, there have been a ton of games this year where you look up and they are 18, 19, 20 out of 40, you know, 22 out of 45. I mean, there have been a lot of ridiculous shooting games for the Warriors over the course of, of this season where, where you look up and you're like, damn, like you can understand why they really want to shoot as many threes. Tonight they only took 35, so it wasn't like they, it wasn't like they took a ton. And 35 in an overtime game really isn't a lot, and the Warriors have tried, I think, to move forward not taking as many three-pointers as they had been early in the year. Lately, been trying to attack more ball movement, the the smaller lineup trying to spread and stretch the floor, create some more lanes to to drive and, and have a little bit more of a drive and kick component to their offense. But yeah, this is just a brutal, brutal loss. And I think tonight, you know, it was they got to the free throw line at ten. I mean, they, that's that's the thing that stings tonight is the fact that you know, on the surface, and there wasn't a lot of efficiency to it. The Warriors did not shoot the ball well tonight. 41.8 overall, 31.4 from three, only made 11 threes, which is extremely low for them. But you look at seven and double figures and 27 to 34 at the free throw line, and you're thinking that's a win. And it's not a win because of, you know, some of the offensive rebounds. Uh, You look at the, the ability to... Uh, you know, for Minnesota to have some extra possessions because of the turnovers, and it was 17, but 24 points off the 17 turnovers is really, really tough. And and that's where the Timberwolves were able to to make some hay in this game. And Steve Kerr mentioned it: the fact that you know D'Lo hits a couple of threes, and and he can get as hot as anybody over some short stretches, and he knocks in a couple of threes off of some turnovers, and all of a sudden a 14-point game is a two-point game, and then you got to go win the game again, and the the Warriors just have have not been able to do it, and it adds up to another terrible loss for the Warriors in a season where uh, it has been full of them. And, yeah, I think it it is probably approaching or at double digits uh, at this point in time, and you're not going to win all of these games, Maybe if you're going to go 73-9, and nine, you're going to win all of them. We saw that going back 
seven years ago. But I think the Warriors would tell you of the 10 or so, they probably should have three or four more at a minimum. And if they did, there wouldn't be a lot of problems right now when you look up at the standings. But uh, you got to take where things are at, and your record is what you are, as uh, Bill Parcell said. And the Warriors find themselves now at 26 and, and 25 and in the glut now uh, with the Jazz, who got a win tonight, and uh, the Pelicans uh, continue to lose. They've dropped nine in a row. They're all the way back down to 10th in the West. And Portland and OKC and the Lakers are all looming there within a, a couple of games of the Warriors and, and the rest of that glut. All right, uh, 888-957-9570. Uh, it's John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. A couple of more text messages here before we call it a night. Uh, 9-2-5, Warriors had no offense in the second half. Uh, J.D., the Vets have let the Warriors down this year, not the young players. I, I, it, look, it always comes back to your best players. Right? That's that's just it. You're always going to go as far as your best players take you. It's Steph, it's Clay, it's Draymond, it's Wiggins, it's Jordan Poole. I think that's a fair statement. I, I also think it's fair to say that the young players – being unplayable at the level that they've been unplayable has let this team down as well. And again, we can get into a, a deeper conversation as to why that is and how much of it is on them, how much of it is it on the development of it, how much of it is the, the disconnect between the veterans and, and the way that you have to play to play with them versus the way that you have to play uh, you know, on nights where maybe they're not around and, it, and it's games like we're probably going to see tomorrow. I think that's, that's all a factor. Uh, I, I was a bit surprised as well as we close it out on, on this note from the 5-1-0. Why didn't Jermichael Green play tonight? It's a great question. Uh, I, I think they could have used his interior defense and, and rebounding. That one was a surprise. And on a night where Kerr basically played seven, uh, he played nine in total, but played really seven. Kaminga played 15. Anthony Lamb only played seven minutes. I, I was a little surprised that Jermichael Green didn't get a few minutes to get out there and try and bring some energy, maybe knock down a three, get get an offensive board or, or something like that. Uh, but he's been a no-go here now for a couple of games consecutively, and maybe they're saving him for tomorrow because they know they're going to need uh, a lot of the guys that haven't been playing uh, of late to, to be playing tomorrow. That's the one thing we'll know. We'll get a taste of Wiseman and Moody and Baldwin and a heavier dose of Kaminga and, and all of these guys tomorrow. Ty Jerome probably going to be back after being inactive for uh, a handful of games since the Warriors have been healthier at the guard line. Uh, and uh, as, as they try to play shorthanded in all likelihood at Denver uh, and you know pull off another one to, to get a winning trip. But this one, make no mistake, really stings. All right, that'll do it uh, for me. Quick turnaround. Damon and Rado will have Warriors live for you tomorrow. That is at 5 o'clock at the back end of their show. And then the Warriors and the Nuggets, 6 o'clock here Pacific on 95.7 The Game. And then I'll have Warriors wrap up for you after the game, uh, taking your phone calls as always here as we discuss Warriors basketball at the end of this trip and getting closer to the All-Star break. So uh, thanks to Sterling Bennett and everybody in our San Francisco studios. Great job cutting up the highlights and the postgame sound. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. We'll talk to you tomorrow as the Timberwolves beat the Warriors 119-114 to in overtime. And you heard it all right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.